Hi, friends, and welcome back to Holy Spirit Soapbox. You know, we just witnessed the U.S. midterms, where we citizens tend to be, I'd say, the most divided ever. Every time an election comes up, I feel we get so divided. And we have these things that we care about a lot, and that's cool. And, and they may or may not be based on the love of Jesus. But because of this, we have found it very important to address politics on today's episode. So we hope you enjoy it and are enlightened, especially in a very divided political climate across not only the, just the U.S., but across the whole world. If you're not from the U.S., we just held elections at the halfway point between the current president's four-year term. Okay, these are called midterms. And these midterms may alter the power, quote-unquote, between different federal governing bodies and independent state governing bodies. And just like every other election across the world, right, people are divided. I said this, but there are some people that are happier than other people, right? Some people are really sad, really devastated at the results of certain elections. Now, after the elections took place, Christ follower and actress Patricia Heaton recently said it best. I, I love this quote that she said. She said this, For those of you who are Christians and who feel disappointed or despairing of the election results, it is a blessing to be reminded that our security does not rest in men or governments, which are finite and will eventually crumble, but in God alone who is ever-sustaining. I, I could almost end the, the episode here because of how great that quote was, okay? Essentially, she's saying our God is greater than all politics, all political parties, all these governing bodies. He, he is the governing body. He is the government. He is God, the creator of everybody. And as humans, you know, we fight for policies and, and people that alter our day-to-day -day lives to make them better or to feel like they're better. Right now, we Christians are even divided by politics. That's crazy. Although some may say that one party favors Christianity more than another, there are Christians in every single party. You got Republicans and Democrats here, liberal, conservative, whatever. Then we also have independents. We have, you know, all these different parties. I don't even know the Green Party. There's so many different parties out there. But the, the ones we hear the most about are Republicans and Democrats and independents. Okay, but Christians are in every single one of those buckets. Now, we have to have faith or trust that these true Christians, true Christians that are out there, whatever country you're in or whatever state you're in, that you're voting a certain way for the better of people to understand who God is. You're voting to glorify God, to glorify Christ. They're voting, or we're voting, to give Christians the opportunity to continue to spread the love of Christ and the gospel. That's how we should vote. That's what I try to do as much as I can. I know some, some my own selfishness gets in the way sometimes. But when we vote, okay, and maybe I should have done this before the midterm elections this, this episode, but this is a good reminder, regardless of, of elections or not, when you vote, you should vote as Jesus would. You should vote to glorify God. The things that you choose should all glorify God. And we have to have faith that every single one of us Christians are doing that. So during our church service a few days before the election day, which was November 8th, 2022, one of our pastors mentions that no matter how the election turns out, whichever person you decide to vote for, there is nothing that God can't redeem for himself. 
And he was also right. I love that quote too. And I know I feel like I'm just quoting a bunch of people today, but these were healthy reminders of conviction from the Holy Spirit for me. Okay? And hopefully for you right now, about just another distraction placed in our way by Satan and ourselves. Satan loves to produce these situations to divide us and ensure Christians do not show the light of Christ in the midst of any situation, including elections. I mean, there were so many angry people. I mean, there's still angry people. There were angry people before the elections for months, for years. I mean, people that were angry during the, the elections at the polling stations. There are people that are angry now at the results. I mean, and this is both sides or all sides of every single political stance. Republicans, Democrats, there are angry people on both. There are angry people within the independents as well. There are angry people and happy people within each of these parties as well. This is just part of the division, right? But Patricia Heaton, she aligned us and she said, you know what? Regardless of how these results ended or how happy or sad you are about these results, it doesn't matter because God is greater than all of it. And then our pastor said similar things. There's nothing that God can't redeem from these results, from these elections. Let's look at the Bible, right? This is the best place to look for every single situation. In Matthew chapter 22, verses 15 through 22, so Matthew chapter 22, verses 15 through 22, the Pharisees were, were trying to trap Jesus once again, as they always were, by asking if the Jews should pay taxes to the Romans. Now, we know that Judea was under Roman rule for years, and here, here are the verses. Let's go over the verses first, and then we'll talk about it. In verse 15, it says, Then the Pharisees went out and laid plans to trap him in his words. They sent their disciples to him along with the Herodians. Teacher, they said, We know that you are a man of integrity and that you teach the way of God in accordance with the truth. You aren't swayed by others because you pay no attention to who they are. Tell us then, what is your opinion? Is it right to pay the imperial tax to Caesar or not? But Jesus, knowing their evil intent, said, You hypocrites, why are you trying to trap me? Show me the coin used for paying the tax. So they brought him a denarius, and he asked them, Whose image is this, and whose inscription? Caesar's, they replied. Then he said to them, So give back to Caesar what is Caesar's, and to God what is God's. When they heard this, they were amazed. So they left him and went away. This is the NIV. It's amazing. This is another awesome challenge and test of the people's trust in God, by God himself. Just using a few words. Absolutely amazing. If Jesus said, don't pay taxes, then he becomes an enemy of the state of Rome. If he says, yes, pay taxes, he becomes an enemy of the Jews, right? The Jews were like, okay, the Messiah is coming. If this is a Messiah, the Messiah is going to rescue the Jews. But if we have to pay taxes to Rome, that's not rescuing us. Right, So then he becomes an enemy of the Jews if he says, yeah, you should pay taxes to Rome. So what does he do? It's, it's, it's absolutely amazing. It was a very witty question by the Pharisees and their disciples. So Jesus being the most wise, way more wise than these folks, he doesn't directly answer with a yes or no. Instead, he emphasizes the separation of the worldly from the spiritual. <laughs> 
Let me say that again. He emphasizes the separation of the world, the earth, the mammon from the spiritual. He didn't pick a political party to follow here. He didn't pick a side with the Romans or the Jews. He decided to remind us about God and to glorify God no matter the circumstances standing in the way from a political standpoint. Ultimately, what the Pharisees were asking came from a worldly perspective. Not a heavenly perspective, a worldly perspective. The Jews were under rule by several monarchies and and kingdoms over the years leading up to that point that these Pharisees were, were asking Jesus the question about the taxes, okay? There were a lot of years <laughs> up to that point, okay? Ultimately, the Jews continued to stray from God after God promised them full rule over their promised land, their holy land of Israel, Judea, right? But because they continued to stray away from God, they continued to have to submit to governing authorities of other nations, including Rome. In this season, in this day, they were under Roman rule because they kept straying from God. They kept losing their holy land, essentially. And it it might be appropriate to say that if, if those that were under Jewish authority at the time, those, those priests, those high priests, continue to follow God and not man or mammon and, and continue to lead people towards God and not man or mammon, then they wouldn't even have to pay taxes to Rome, okay? But, but that's a whole digression. There's a whole other discussion of how, you know, the Jewish people ended up under different authorities of different nations. It doesn't really matter at this point because this is where they are at this point in time. And we are here in this point in time where we are, okay? In America, if we are in America, or whatever country you're under, whatever rule you're under. Now, we talked about being ambassadors for Christ in our episode named Taking Care of Business. The important piece of all of this is that we have dual citizenship. We belong to God and His nation of heaven, His kingdom of heaven. But we're here on earth for a reason. The things that we that we do should all reflect the kingdom of heaven. But here on earth, we are to submit to those that were elected into power for now, right? We should vote to further protect our rights to be ambassadors for Christ. And we should voice our concerns to God and fellow communities when we Christians feel oppressed or when we feel like we can't spread the gospel. But it's our our duty to show what Jesus would do in every single situation, regardless of the outcome of any type of election. I mean, some of us evangelize a political party more than the kingdom of God. Think about that. And by doing that, it only creates division. I mean, I'm guilty of this. I'm guilty of this. I tend to vote a certain way. I tend to... to, I don't want to say follow, but I tend to fall into one of the political parties a little bit more than I do another one. But I also create division when I do that. We create division when we start saying this political party is correct. Now, again, there may be one that seems to be a little more erring on the side of Christ, right? But either way, we have to trust that all of us are putting Jesus first, that God is first when we go and cast our votes for certain things, for everything. It's okay to have different perspectives too because we all come from different backgrounds. 
right? We all have different experiences. We all have different perspectives on political policies, and they should be discussed. They should be discussed, and and all should be educated on current events within the church. We should be talking about these things so that we can all head in the right direction, answering the questions, what would Jesus do, and how can we glorify God with all of these current political topics? We shouldn't avoid them. Right? We shouldn't keep them internal. We should educate each other on every single aspect of what is going on in the world. Every current event, every political thing, we should talk to each other about. We should pray about them together. And then we can, hey, if we still have a little bit of a different perspective, well, then we have a little bit of a different perspective. But the goal is to educate each other to show okay, here is what God would do or Jesus would do in this situation. Now, if you came into this episode thinking, oh, I want to know what a Christian should vote for, right? I'm Christian. I want to know what we should vote for, who we should vote for, what political party tends to be more Christian. Well, I'm sorry. You came to the wrong place. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm not going to say one way or another because A, I'm human, And I tend to vote selfishly sometimes. I may vote selfishly sometimes. But my goal and our goal here, the Holy Spirit's conviction here, is to say, listen, no matter how you vote, no matter what you stand up for, whatever decision you make in your life, it should be based on glorifying God. Period. And we should ask ourselves, what would Jesus do? What would Jesus do in every single situation so that we, we can be guided down that narrow, into that narrow gate so that we don't get distracted, where Christians can all be together as community to show who God really is. Now, I have a few questions for you to further dig deeper into your relationship with God, regardless of elections, right? Regardless of voting and how certain elections came, turned out. Here are your three questions. Number one, how has the most recent U.S. election, how have any past or upcoming elections affected your trust in God? Question two, how can we start glorifying God regardless of the laws put into place in your country in this current season? In question three, how can we start to look past these distractions of politics to keep loving others regardless of how they vote? Thank you again for joining in today. Remember, no matter how these, how you feel about elections, how you feel about voting, how you feel about current topics, God's will will be done. We have hope knowing who wins in the end. And because we're Christian, because we... we accepted Jesus as our Lord and Savior. We're in the body of Christ and we we have eternal life. And God is our governing body, period. So don't be scared. Don't worry. Don't fear. Don't be angry. Just have hope and joy knowing we have God regardless. Now, I want to pray over all of you. If you can take your prayer posture, Please do. If not, no worries. I'm going to pray over you anyway. Here we go. Let's talk to our God. Our Father, current events in our world remind us 
how much we need you. We're so divided and can't help but but worry about people walking away from you or, or starting to despise you. We want to continue to trust in your process, trust in your will, and know that there's nothing in the world that could happen that could ever tear us away from you. Nothing. We ask that you continue to strengthen us with your word and help us avoid division in the church, especially in the church, where we are all here in part of the body of Christ to glorify you. We ask all of this in Jesus' name. Amen.